This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Welcome back, Northern Tier League sports fans. It's another week and another episode of the NTL Now podcast. So glad to have you along yet again. Shane Wilbur here with you for another episode. Getting ready to wind down the regular season in much of our fall sporting activities. Of course, we've got the uh, NTL volleyball regular season winding down next week. NTL cross-country district meet is on the horizon next week as well. You've got uh, two more weeks of NTL football regular season so yes definitely uh, getting closer to district playoff time and of course uh, soccer wrapping up their regular season this week district playoffs for that will start next week as well so <laughs> folks we are definitely almost uh, to that uh, do or die time for District 4 playoffs, and uh, I got to tell you, I absolutely love it and uh, looking forward to seeing some good playoff competition here right around the corner. All right, so I'm pretty sure you're probably curious as to what is on the horizon this week. Well, let me tell you, we've got uh, a whole slew of topics we are going to get to this week and some really fun interviews as well. This week, I'm going to talk NTL and District 4 football with the Northern Tier Sports Reports, Chris Manning, always looking forward to sitting down and talking with him. Also, we're going to talk with Wellsboro Jr. and NTL football and soccer player Jack Poyer. Jack, of course, uh, recently scoring his 50th goal for the Hornets. We'll talk with him about what it's like being a dual sport athlete and more. That's all coming up here a little bit later on as well. And of course, hey, let's talk golf this week as well. We're going to talk with NTL golfer of the year, Cannon Van Duzer of Sare. Cannon having the opportunity to not only be NTL golfer of the year, but also a state quality as well so looking forward to talking with him about some of those great experiences he had this season too so that's all coming up this week as far as interviews go on the podcast and of course we'll talk about uh, you know some of the standings and such as we get uh, ready to roll into the district four playoffs and such here on the horizon but before we start rolling into a lot of uh, sports talk here, I uh, just want to take a quick moment here and give a big salute to a lot of the NTL uh, athletes, NTL teams, uh, coaches and such, uh, helping out with the organization of Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone. Of course, this organization getting its start uh, just a couple years back, and uh, they have just taken the northern tier and uh, the state by storm with all of their great contributions all of their great promotion and such like that. But uh, I think uh, a really big uh, credit needs to go out to a lot of our area teams and athletes uh, for their support of Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone as well. And uh, I'm taking this straight off of the Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone Facebook page, a, a post rather, 
they had earlier this week. Uh, congratulations and a big uh, salute of awesomeness going out to the Troy football cheerleaders and Lady Trojan soccer team as well as they join forces to uh, have pink out games and help raise funds. Also as well, uh, the Athens Lady Wildcats soccer team as well participated in that pink out game with Troy. Uh, Athens making a contribution towards uh, the Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone too. Also, the Northeast Bradford Lady soccer team, they held a pink out game as well, which was organized by senior Maisie Newber. Uh, they had a basket raffle and uh, much more to help raise funds as well. So uh, a big kudos uh, to all of these area teams who have helped do their part to help raise funds and uh, fight the cause for Kids Can't Fight Cancer Alone. And, uh, you know, this organization uh, really has just, as I said, really come on these last couple of years and uh, definitely love to see all the appreciation and support coming uh, from our area teams, athletes, coaches, communities, and more. So definitely uh, a big uh, salute of uh, appreciation going out to everybody who's helped support this great organization. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, get an opportunity uh, to have that golf tournament uh, for them coming up uh, next spring. I golfed in it this past May. Really enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to hopefully having it back again in 2022. But yes, uh, a big salute to everybody out there who's been helping to to contribute uh, to this great organization as I stumble over my words. But still, you get the gist. Awesome job, guys and girls, and a uh, big thanks to all of you who helped this wonderful uh, cause. All right, so uh, now that we've got, uh, you know, some big uh, kudos out of the way, what do you say we dive into some NTL sports? We're going to do that next. We're actually going to come back and talk with Wellsboro junior soccer player Jack Poyer. That comes your way next after this quick timeout, and a thank you to Circle W Sports. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim Mackinich today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit maxdrivingacademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Welcome back on the NTL Now podcast this week. So glad to be with you. Shane Wolper still here hanging out and uh, talking more NTL sports action. Let's dive into some boys soccer action now and let's talk with recently uh, elevated to 50 goal scorer Jack Poyer from the Wellsboro Hornets. And Jack, thank you so much for taking some time this week, my friend. Yeah, my pleasure. Jack, so let's kind of uh, go back in time here and uh, let's talk about, you know, your love of the game of soccer. Where did it start? I mean, were you a youth player? Did you just kind of get into it in uh, high school? I mean, kind of give us your soccer roots here. Uh, really, I started out with my uh, dad was one of my first coaches and in, in most uh, towns have the uh, youth soccer program. And then after that, I went on to play 
uh, for a team called the Ronies out of, uh, we played mainly at Balls Mills, but we practiced in, uh, the, uh, Mansfield girls soccer, uh, complex, the college. And then after that, I went on to middle school and then I played a little bit of Soren Capitals, the travel team out of, uh, Corning, New York. After that, came to high school and joined STN Soccer Training Network where my brother played and history. You've just recently netted your 50th goal. I mean, talk about, you know, that moment and kind of leading into it. I mean, you obviously know uh, how close you are and to finally get that 50th goal into the net. I mean, how surreal, how successful of a feeling did that feel for you? Honestly, it, it felt uh, it felt good, but it, it could have felt better if it was in a bigger game. Although, uh, all my teammates helping me get there, it just all around it was just very overwhelming it makes me very happy do you feel like uh this team has kind of played where you thought it would i mean are you maybe uh feeling like you left some games out there to where you might have a better record for sure we're definitely not as uh, good of a team as we were last year as we lost i think eight seniors around uh, last year coming into this year we probably could have won a few of the uh the one ntl game we lost which was the athens the second time we played Athens, which is for the NTL championship, we definitely could have played better than we did there. And then our uh, three out of league games, we we could have played better. Tell me about you know kind of uh, how the team's attitudes looking as you know you're coming down this home stretch, a lot of buzz and uh, excitement. You know, knowing that you know you're going to qualify for districts, and pretty much you know once you get in, hey, anything can happen once you hit the playoffs. I think our attitude will. Uh, arise a little bit as we get closer to our first game of districts as it's always a big time of the year the games you're looking forward to and the games you need to definitely execute in so I think another interesting factor about you is I mean <laughs> hey you know why not be a two-sport athlete here in the fall you know why just limit yourself uh, to playing soccer so let, let's go over and uh, let's talk a little pigskin with you here uh, how did the, uh, the the football playing Jack Poyer develop here uh, for this year no I've been playing since my eighth grade year I, uh, my coach Shane Masto in eighth grade he um he was trying to recruit me as he knew I played soccer and he knew I had a boot on my leg. So he knew I could kick the ball pretty well. So that's when they really started kicking PATs and uh, I was a pretty good uh, kickoff kicker. So then after that, my cousin, uh, Zach Singer, was the kicker my freshman year and then sophomore year. I took over when he went to wide receiver. So now as, you know, you look at this whole uh, football season unfold, I mean, that's got to be kind of uh, challenging for you. I mean, you got soccer practice, and then, of course, you know, you got to split with some football time as well. Uh, Jack, I got to ask you, how do you remember all of this knowledge you have to take in for two sports? Honestly, for kicking for football, it really just came mentally uh, through soccer. I, I'm just so used to kicking a uh, soccer just – came naturally when I started taking a football but I have started playing a few other positions in football and that's a lot to take in I'm dual sporting already to the main sports in the fall well exactly you know and that's kind of like where I was leaning towards because I mean obviously you know the leg strength the kicking is there but you know I've seen you play games where obviously you know with, with your athleticism coach Hildebrandt trying to uh, utilize you out at wide receiver as well I mean do you feel like you're uh, you're starting to develop your receiver skills too 
I think I am a little bit. I think I need a lot more practice still as uh, I get a little flustered in games. I just Sometimes I just don't know, like, um, not like the routes, but, like, I just don't know uh, where to be at the right time. I mean, you know, that, that that's going to happen, obviously, you know, when you have the uh, multi-sport and, and, you know, having to kind of bounce back and forth. So, I mean, it's still pretty cool, though, you know, that you get to play both sports and, and you know, you're really taking advantage of uh, all the time that you have. I found it uh, pretty interesting. So, a couple of weeks ago, obviously, things get kind of uh, screwed up for homecoming. Uh, you guys actually end up uh, on the football side. Uh, canceling your game with Tawanda, obviously, for, for reasons uh, beyond your control. Football picks up a game at Port Allegheny on a Saturday, uh, but you have prior soccer commitments as well. Uh, kind of run me through this day. Tell me, you know, <laughs> what are you thinking about when you find out, oh, crap, now we've got soccer and football on the same day? Friday night is when we learned that the uh, Tawanda game was canceled and uh, the Port Allegheny game was picked up for Saturday uh, mid-afternoon and I was thinking uh, I was going to be tired or just not ready to be go to football right after soccer which we won the soccer game I think 5-0 or something it wasn't it wasn't very close and then going into football I don't really have any words for it but it was just uh, it was like a quick day if you want to put it like that you know something else though that I, I like to kind of talk about uh, with athletes you know who you know find themselves running and stuff for travel and everything uh, I gotta think you know with an athlete who's done travel sports as much as you have through your career uh, the parental support the family support of this has really got to be a, a big blessing and a big factor in all of this as well oh yeah for sure it really is my parents are really involved with it as well as I am they take me all my tournaments and uh, before I could drive, they would drive me down to Milton where I practice twice a week for travel soccer. What's your head coach talking to you guys about here as, you know, you've got, I think, what, one or two regular season games left, districts around the corner. I mean, what's the coach doing to, you know, kind of keep you guys loose as uh, you look forward towards the postseason here? Yeah, our coach is uh, just making sure that we are on the ball. Uh, Chris passes. um keeping our heads up uh really he's just making sure that we're ready for districts and ready for what is coming next so jack you know as we wrap things up here i'm curious for you uh what's you know one final personal goal you have maybe that uh, you'd like to achieve an accomplishment i would like to get is uh my 50 assist well, that will uh, pretty much wrap things up then. And, uh, Jack, you know, congratulations on the 50 goals. Uh, we'll definitely look forward to seeing if you can uh, wrap up the 50 assists as well. And uh, also, you know, good luck to you and your hardest teammates as you get ready for the District 4 Soccer Tournament. Uh, that's on the horizon uh, starting here next week. So uh, good luck to you, the Hornets. And, Jack, thanks for taking some time this week here on the podcast. Thank you. No problem. Have a good one. Back here on the NTL Now podcast, and again, a big thank you there to Wellsboro's Jack Poyer for joining us here this week. Always glad to have uh, student-athlete guests here, and uh, hopefully we'll catch up with Jack uh, maybe uh, later on this year once the track season comes, or who knows, maybe it'll even be uh, next year uh, when he's a senior for the soccer time. But regardless, hey, always glad to uh, have some athletes along the way. And, of course, as I said, coming up here in just a while, we're going to talk with Cannon Van Duzer as well, our 
our NTL Golfer of the Year, too. So that'll be coming up in just a while here on the podcast as well. All right, well, sticking with the soccer theme of things here on the podcast, let's quickly go to the District 4 standings right now as far as NTL Boys Soccer goes and District 4 Boys Soccer, I should say, just to kind of see where we are sitting as far as our area teams uh, on the horizon here for uh, the district playoffs. Of course, there are still some games yet to be played here uh, as this week continues. But uh, as it sits right now, looking in the uh, Class A field, it looks like Northeast Bradford uh, is on the cusp. Right now, uh, as of this recording, they sit at 7-8 and eight on the season. They are in the seventh spot right now in boys' soccer. So uh, if Northeast Bradford can maybe pull off a win uh, later on this week, uh, maybe a couple of wins to help their cause, uh, they could be looking at a District 4 playoff berth. On to the AA side, though, of course, as we just talked uh, with Jack Poyer there from uh, Wellsboro, uh, his Hornets right now sitting as the sixth seed uh, in District 4 AA. They sit currently with a 9-4-2 record uh, as the sixth seed via the power rankings. Uh, looking down the line here, uh, North Penn Liberty, uh, sitting at 8-7. and seven. Now, I don't know if North Penn Liberty has any more games left. If they don't, then uh, they will qualify for the District 4 playoffs coming up next week. You've got Williamson sitting at 12. They are 8-9, and nine, just a game under 500. And uh, also in the mix there, looks like Troy uh, is not going to be able to qualify, but still a great run uh, by the Trojans this year as they've had some really fun games and exciting games this year uh, throughout their season. Uh, looking at uh, some other standings here, let's go to the AAA side for the boys. The Athens boys right now sitting in the third seed. They are 11-6 and six on the the year they are going to qualify for the soccer playoffs uh, coming up next week as well so just kind of some standings there on the district for uh, boys side now of course that means let's turn the attention over to the girls side of the soccer standings for the uh, potential upcoming District 4 playoffs. Of course, as I said, regular season standings have to be concluded as of this Saturday. So any games played after this Saturday will not count uh, towards the district playoffs. So that's what they're going with as of right now. So let's go to the girls' side on the soccer standings. Uh, first, we will start in the uh, Class A side where you've got the Wyloosing Lady Rams. Uh, they currently sit as the sixth seed in Class A via the power rankings as of this recording. Uh, Wyloosing sitting with a record of 13-4. and four. Uh, Other teams, you've got Northeast Bradford at the nine spot, uh, right now currently sitting at 11-7. The Williamson Lady Warriors sitting with a 7-7 seven and seven record, 500, good enough to get you in. I don't know if uh, Williamson has any games left this week yet, but as of right now, if the season ended right now, Williamson would be in with their 500 record. On to the double-A side for the girls, where the Troy Lady Trojans, your NTL League champs, they sit at 13-3. They are the three-seed right now, currently sitting behind Central Columbia and Montoursville. So Troy looking poised for a home playoff game next week once these soccer brackets are released. Uh, other teams in this double-A side does not look like we will have any other qualifiers in double-A uh, out of the Northern Tier League. Uh, on to the girls' triple-A, 
we're at Athens right now, sitting just a game above 500. They are the four seed right now, uh, sitting in the power rankings uh, just behind Mifflinburg, Shikalemi, and Sealands Grove. So that's kind of where the girls' soccer standings uh, come to fruition. So that's a quick update there on where our area teams are sitting on the soccer side. Of course, next week, uh, with those district playoffs on the horizon, we'll uh, lean towards some girls' and boys' uh, district soccer talk. Also, we'll get into some cross-country as well next week. Of course, with that district meet on the horizon, uh, looking forward to catching up with some of our area runners, coaches, and such too. So definitely, uh, as I said, looking forward to this playoff push coming here as this season goes on. All right, quickly, though, before we dive into uh, more interviews here want to uh, take a quick moment uh, as we continue on here and just quickly scroll down and check out some volleyball standings as this uh, postseason for volleyball is on the horizon too. So for girls volleyball, as it sits right now in the power rankings, uh, if the playoffs were to start today, uh, the Canton girls would be the top seed in Class A. They currently sit 10-2 and two as the top seed in the power rankings. Galton sitting at number two at 14-3. and three. Northeast Bradford at 10-4 and four would also qualify for the District 4 playoffs in volleyball. On to the AA side, where North Penn Liberty sits as the top seed. They are 11-1 on the season so far. Williamson right behind them at 11-4. Wyalusing Valley at 11-5 as well. And Tawanda, a couple of games under 500, as is Wellsboro. I don't know if they have time yet to uh, complete. I think their season continues through next week, so still the regular season time uh, still there for uh, Wyalusing and, or for, excuse me, for Tawanda and Wellsboro, but they're going to have to string together some wins to be able to qualify uh, for the playoffs. Uh, on to the AAA standings, where Athens right now sits just outside of the top seven. Now, I'm not quite sure how the AAA is going to work because I think they have kind of that uh, District 2, District 4 sub-regional action going on. So I'm not quite sure how this is going to pan out uh, for the sub-regional. Uh, I'll have to do some more research into this. But Athens right now with a 500 record. So uh, we'll have to see how they fare out as far as the power rankings and such go. But I, I do believe, I think District 2 and District 4 are doing the AAA sub-regional again. So I'll have to look into that uh, coming up here as the uh, week goes on. So I'll try and do my uh, homework more on that coming up here. But, yes, that's a quick recap there of how the volleyball standings and such are uh, panning out here as the playoffs are on the horizon. All right, so now that we've recapped that, we will uh, take a little bit of time here, take another quick timeout. When we come back, it's time to talk some NTL golf. That's right. We're going to talk with Sarah Senior and NTL Golfer of the Year, Cannon Van Duzer. That comes your way after another quick timeout. Keep it here. We roll on with more right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. 
Welcome back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Are you ready to talk some golf? Because I am, and I am ecstatic this week because we've got the NTL Golfer of the Year representing Sarah High School. Cannon Van Duzer joins us this week. Cannon, thank you so much for making your first appearance here on the podcast this week. Thank you for having me. Cannon, you know, uh, I got to ask you because uh, obviously, you know, I've uh, – watched you swing a golf club in the past i'm curious how far can you actually drive a golf ball uh when you've got just that perfect swing going uh the farthest one i've ever had like tracked was 330 you're unreal i can't even fathom this right now <laughs> dude that's insane to be able to hit a golf ball 330 yards i mean that's just crazy to me, but I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you're you're hitting the ball well, uh, being golfer of the year this year. Uh, you know, I'm curious. Let me let me get inside your mind here. Uh, does the tee shot really uh, kind of just uh, set off how well you think you're going to do for a hole, or do you find yourself, you know, uh, all right, you know, if I don't hit a good tee shot, I still feel like I'm good enough to uh, make up for it uh, with two, three, and four. I, I'm definitely good enough to make up for it, but I like to not have to when I don't need to. Take me through this uh, senior year for you, uh, you know, on the golf team. Uh, was golfer of the year something you really set out to be, or was this something more that, uh, you know, kind of you just felt yourself getting better as the year went on? At, at the start of the year, it was kind of my goal because it was the only award I hadn't won yet in the NTL, so I wanted to get all of them before I had to leave. But, yeah, I kind of started off hot and just kept it rolling with Talk about, you know, some of your favorite courses to play. I mean, did you have one uh, that you really enjoyed, uh, you know, playing throughout your high school career? Was there one that, you know, really you just felt like uh, was kind of your, your comfort zone where you just knew that, you know, on any given day, no matter if you played bad, you could still score well? Definitely Shepherd Hills. Not because it's any easier, but I just I'm pretty much been my second home for the past 10 years. It's just always been the home course for you, you know, just right in your backyard. So I can definitely see uh, how you would uh, select that one uh, as your, uh, you know, kind of favorite to play for sure. All right, Cannon. So, you know, you were golfer of the year this year, uh, something, you know, that you said you had been building up to for sure. Uh, you know, kind of let, let's rewind the clock, though, a little bit. Uh, what really got you interested here in the game of golf? Definitely my grandparents. My grandma's been playing forever and my grandfather. And when I was real young, they kind of introduced me to it and I kind of caught, fell in love with it. Uh, was it one of those situations where like grandma and grandpa would kind of give you uh, the, that golfing baptism, you know, waiting to see if you could uh, get up and kind of play with them and score with them? Or, or was this kind of one of those things where you were like one of those, uh, what do you want to call it, like sports savants, and you just kind of took to the game so quickly that you just started scoring unbelievably well as a youth? I kind of got really competitive when I was younger, and my grandma's pretty decent, so it took me about six years so I could finally beat her one time. So basically what you are saying here is uh, you owe this Golfer of the Year award uh, to Grandma. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, you know what? We can definitely uh, roll with that. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to notice a trend here, though, with you, Cannon, and I'm starting to feel like, uh, you know, golf might be a little bit of a competitive thing in the Van Duzer home. Yeah, definitely is. 
Now, now, does does Dad try to get in on this mix too? Is Dad like, okay, you know, hey, we got nothing to do today. Let's go out and uh, you know, maybe uh, loser mows the yard today or something like that. Yeah, most of the time he ends up on the losing end though. Now he can't hang with me anymore. This is great. This might be the most personable thing I've ever had. I love this. But all right, so let's go back now. Uh, you know, you, you've got uh, you know the the senior year, the golfer of the year, but you know. Uh, Luckily for you, I mean, you put in a good showing uh, at the uh, District 4 meet as well, which eventually uh, leads to state. So kind of talk to me about uh, what your mental preparation was going to states. I mean, uh, or, well, rather, let's go to districts first. Talk to me about, you know, how you were preparing for districts this year and uh, were, were you really uh, thinking, you know, this could be a year that, you know, you could really perform well. I definitely put in a lot of practice on the short game because I knew at Eagles Mirror with how tight they roll those greens, it was going to make or break my my year there. So did you find yourself uh, really concentrating uh, with the chip game, with the wedges? I mean, what, what was your uh, really big thing to work on here? What Was putting kind of uh, an Achilles heel as well? Because I can tell you uh, my putting game uh, needs a lot of work. So uh, I can definitely relate if you know you felt like more focus with the putter was needed. Oh, it definitely was. And I finally got to the point where I felt comfortable with it, and then I started playing a little better. All right, so now you've got the district meet uh, at Eagles Mere. You know, uh, did you did you get off to the good start? Did that really help propel you through the day? Or, or was it more, you know what, you just kind of got better as the day went on? Day one, I actually I didn't play as good as I wanted and kind of had a catastrophe out before we even started. My uh, driver broke right before we teed off. Well, you can't have that. So kind of walk me through now. Uh, how does Cannon Van Duzer rebound through this? I got a driver out of the pro shop from another guy and played his about 10 minutes before I was supposed to tee off. Now, did the driver stay with you even after the district meet? I mean, did you have to keep this, you know, going? Uh, did you have to take this driver with you uh, onward to state? No, I couldn't. Uh, I only got it for the first day of the district one, then uh, I played a different one the second day and bought a new one the first date. Wow. That sounds like a, a very uh, interesting day uh, or an interesting uh, district yeah. meet uh, for sure. But all right, so now we get through uh, districts. Obviously, uh, you know, you finish well enough to get onto the state meet. And uh, just for uh, record purposes here, uh, where did you finish in districts? Top 10, right? Yep, fifth. Okay, so you take fifth at districts. Now you're off to states, and uh, kind of tell me about uh, the course where you played at uh, for for the state meet. It was just really quirky. I I don't know. It was there was a lot of trouble everywhere, and I couldn't really go after a ton of stuff without putting myself in a bad spot if I messed up. Now, obviously, you know, a kid who can drive the ball as well as you, uh, did, did this, uh, you know, was this course open? Was it more favorable to you being a long driver? Or was it, uh, you know, kind of really tight down the fairways and you knew you just had to hit that perfect shot uh, off the tee? It was definitely a lot tighter than I'm used to. So I kind of need to tone it back a little bit and keep it in play. Did you find yourself even, you know, maybe leaving the driver out and maybe uh, breaking out the iron some? Because I know a lot of my buddies, you know, if the fairways are tight, basically, you know, you just you want that good shot down the fairway. So did you find yourself maybe leaving the driver a little bit in the bag a little more than you're used to? Yeah, more than I'm definitely used to. I normally don't take it out very often. 
All right, so now you've got your, uh, you know, your, your state meet in front of you. Now, how many days was this? Was this just, you know, one day and done? I mean, did you guys get two days like at districts? Uh, kind of take me through this. No, it was just uh, one day, but I got to go down Saturday and play a practice round with my dad that day. So I got to see the place before I had to play it. Well, that's definitely good that you at least got to uh, scout it out a little bit. Now, uh, I'm curious, did you did you find yourself kind of strategizing a little bit here at the state meet and saying to yourself, okay, uh, I'm kind of like mapping out each hole. I've kind of got an idea, you know, what holes I think I'm going to play strong on, what holes I could just, you know, maybe uh, even if I don't score well here, I know I can make it up uh, at a later spot. Yeah, definitely. That That's one of the biggest parts of it, all preparing for it, is thinking about that kind of stuff. Now, uh, what people might not know is now you've kind of, uh, you know, graduated from golf. Now you got to go uh, to the football side of things as well. I mean, uh, have you played much this year uh, for the Redskin football team, or did you just kind of uh, ease your way into whenever, you know, you could kind of get there uh, knowing that you wanted to put your focus towards golf? Yeah, I definitely missed a few more than I should have for golf, but I don't really play much because I took off for a while, so I'm way behind all these other guys. All right, so Cannon, now you've got uh, you know the uh, the fall season here is pretty much done. Kind of take me through uh, what's uh, what's on tap here uh, for the rest of your senior year. You got some winter sports action maybe coming up. I know obviously you're going to be looking forward to joining the guys on the baseball diamond in the spring, but uh, you know what you got uh, coming up here as uh, we head into the winter time. I'll be back out on hardwood playing with for Coach Shaw. Not going to miss out on that. All right. Well, definitely uh, looking forward to seeing you through hoops. Obviously, uh, with baseball in the spring, that'll be uh, you know another great uh, season coming here for the Redskins as well. But uh, Cannon, you know, I'm just curious here. Uh, you know, as we wrap things up here, uh, what's it been like for you? You know, kind of being uh, that uh, athlete who you know wasn't like the, the the football player, but instead you know the the golfer being out there, just kind of doing his own thing. What did that mean to you to kind of just go out and uh, you know? do high school your own way it was kind of different for me not really there's not a ton of people to like share stuff with out there but it's more fun now that all my friends are trying to get into it and i'm already so far ahead i can kind of show them stuff too so be real i mean when you and your buddies are out on the golf course you know you're basically saying hey you know uh i want to bet a soda and see who can out drive who and uh, all this stuff i mean do they try to like man up to you at the uh, at the driving range and stuff all the time, they're always trying to get past me. <laughs> and you're not letting it happen, are you? Nope, no, not anytime soon. <laughs> I love it. Cannon, I got to tell you, man, uh, it's been a lot of fun kind of kicking back, talking a little golf, man. I'm excited for you this year. I'm glad you were able to achieve your goal, get to golfer of the year, obviously, you know, qualify for the state meet as well. And, uh, buddy, keep on doing what you're doing. Looking forward to seeing uh, you, uh, this uh, winter and uh, obviously into the spring as well. And, uh, you know, keep showing Dad who the uh, real Van Duzer golf champ is in the family. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. That's Cannon Van Duzer here with us this week on the NTL Now podcast. Folks, stick around. When we come back, we talk pigskin. That's right. We dive into NTL football talk with Chris Manning. That comes your way next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. The best way to find the right college for you is to experience campus in person. Visit Mansfield University and see why students choose to live and learn on our beautiful campus. Surrounded by endless adventure, meet the faculty and current students. 
connect with your personal admissions representative and tour campus, including our on-campus residence halls, named top 10 best dorms in the country. Schedule your visit today at mansfield.edu slash visit. Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton is geared up and ready for the fall sports season. Stop into Jimmy's today and find out about all their great weekly promotions, including Northern Tier Night on Wednesdays for teachers, staff, and employees. Don't forget about Thirsty Thursday with pizza pitcher specials, and of course, football weekends, including Yingling Drafts on Saturday and Miller Lite Drafts on Sunday. Follow Jimmy's Park Hotel on Facebook for more details and, of course, their weekly dinner specials. Call 570-673-8777. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked a lot about uh, all of the other sports here around the Northern Tier League. I know you always look forward to talking some NTL football, and, well, we're going to do that this week with my good friend Chris Manning from the Northern Tier Sports Report. Chris, I know it's been uh, the entire season, but, hey, better to catch up with you uh, towards the latter end when we're getting closer to playoff time. Yeah, and it's been an exciting season, too. I hope everyone's been uh, paying attention and going to games and reading about them and listening to them because it's been a pretty good season, and there's still a few weeks left in it. So let me ask you this before we really dive into some games and some playoff talk. Uh, what's been something uh, surprising to you this year, uh, whether it be you know a team maybe uh, underachieving a little bit, maybe a team playing a little better than you expected, maybe uh, some players that have stood out to you? Uh, give me something that's kind of really uh, stood out to you maybe as a surprising factor this season. Uh, um, I'd have to say fair in their passing game against Troy. It was very smooth, very precise. Um, I'd seen Sayre against Huntington the week before, and they mostly ran the ball with a couple passes here and there, a couple big play passes. But against Troy, it was very quick. They didn't let Troy's pass rush get to them. And, and it was very impressive to see them, just how accurate Braden was, Braden um, Horton was with his receivers. And it, it's going to be interesting to see if they can replicate that against South Williamsport this week. You know, I got to, you know, kind of give my opinion on this. The thing that I think has stood out the most to me is, I don't know, even if, or even through, I should say, uh, seven weeks of the, or eight weeks, rather, of the regular season now, I don't know if we've seen any team really perform at their highest level yet. Like, I don't know if we've seen the best out of any team yet this year. I mean, even Canton undefeated, I still don't know if we've seen the best they have to offer yet. Well, Canton hasn't really played a whole lot of teams near their level. They, they played a very good ass team the other night and didn't need to complete a pass to win as they rushed for 400 yards. So I know everybody's probably thinking, waiting for the old shoe, Canton-Troy, and then what seems to be the, the inevitable matchup of Canton-Muncie in the district final. Um, that's still a few weeks away, but it will be interesting to see. Canton's been a, a head above pretty much everyone they've faced this year, so it'll be interesting to see when they can face a team that's closer to their level, just 
how good they can be. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, obviously uh, you don't want to look past week nine, but we all know that rivalry week is on the horizon. Everybody's already buzzing over Canton and Troy, and well, that's for uh, a later topic next week. But, you know, Chris, before we dive into this week's matchups, uh, you know, it's curious to see kind of how things are playing out in the, uh, the district playoff standings right now. I mean, if you were to ask me right now, I couldn't tell you where I'm going to be for that opening round of districts as uh, there's still a lot of positioning to be done. Obviously, right now, you've got uh, Sarah and Troy who look to be pretty comfortable. Canton looks pretty comfortable. Athens still with some work to do here as uh, we come down this home stretch. Yeah, it's, it's a very fluid situation, it looks like. I know the bottom half of AA, you have teams like why, why loosening Northwest and them battling just to get in. Wellsboro trying to work their way up in double a um there if they get a win this weekend and then win at athens i think they'll probably be the fourth seed and they'll get a home game for districts there's an outside shot troy can get the two seed from uh, mount carmel so double a is very fluid um triple a that might be even more fluid you know a team like with milton and danville at the top last i saw and then you know you have cv in there and like you said athens Athens is what five and three, and and they're the fifth seed. And then you have Loyal Sock and Montoursville. So the double A AA and triple A brackets definitely are not set. You know, and I th I'll tell you what, and I have openly admitted this to anybody who will listen. I don't care the scenarios that have to happen to make this happen. I want Kalineski Valley to get to that two seed. I want the Indians to host a playoff game this season just because I think the, uh, the the celebration that would take place in Westfield would be absolutely off the charts. And not to mention, you know, you, you can see, uh, you know, the progress that Coach Schmidt has made out there with that team. And I just really like to see them reap the rewards of this successful season they're having. Yeah, it would definitely be something to see CV get up. Not just get in the playoffs, but get a home game. Um, they've definitely made a lot of strides this season. Um, they have a really good lineman in Cade Sadalano, and Mike sits next to him, and they have some really good skill players in Freeman and Schmidt. So they, they definitely have talent. They've had talent in the past, but this year um, Coach Schmidt's done a really good job of sort of bringing that together, coalescing that, and being able to, you know, find, being able to sort of reach the potential that they've always had over there in Westfield. All right, so let's get into week number nine here, or week eight, if you count week zero. I don't know how it does. I call this week nine, so that's what we're going to do. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, the Tawanda Black Knights still looking for win number one this season. They got Tunkanic coming in on Friday night. And, uh, Chris, you know, uh, this Tawanda team, I feel like they're taking steps in the right direction. I just feel bad they haven't been able to put this all together yet. Yeah, they've, they've definitely improved. I know it hasn't necessarily shown in their record, but you can see um, offensively they've always shown potential throughout the season. Um, Grady Flynn at quarterback does a nice job running the team. It's just a matter of if they can sort of get their skill guys going. Um, they they were able to hang tough with Troy last week. They gave CV everything they could handle um, a few weeks before that. So we'll see. They, they'll be battling Tunkanic for the T-bone tonight. Um, they started that rivalry a few years ago they didn't they weren't able to play it last year due to uh, COVID-19 so I think this is a good opportunity for them to maybe take another step and see if they can sort of finish off a game and be able to get that W. 
Canton, of course, looking for win number nine on the year, trying to stay undefeated. You know, they're going to have a long road trip going to Hanover. Hanover has played some NTL teams this season already. Uh, I think barring, you know, just Canton having a bad night, I see no reason why they aren't undefeated going into week 10 taking on Troy. Yeah, I know Athens handled Hanover earlier in the year. Um, Hanover is not a team Canton sees too often. I think it's the first time they've ever played Hanover. Um, this is also the fourth team in a row on the road, and it's going to be their longest road trip of the season. And obviously you have to worry about them possibly, you know, looking to next week against Troy. So I think as long as the coaching staff can sort of nip those things in the bud, um, they should be able to come out of there with the win. All right, let's put the focus now to what I think is going to be the premier matchup of the week. Uh, a must win for both teams. You've got Athens on the road heading to Wellsboro. I think, you know, both teams full strength across the board. Uh, this one could really be uh, one the fans are going to enjoy on Friday night. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Wellsboro is very tough defensively. Um, as long as they have their full complement of players, they weren't able to have their full roster last week. Um, if they get their full complement of players, they're very tough defensively. They were very tough against Troy. Athens has some of the best athletes you'll find. They did a really good job moving the ball against Canton last week. Uh, I know if you just sort of look at the score, you think it, it wasn't much of a game, but it was actually a closer game than the score indicates. Athens just has to be able to take care of that football. They, they turned it over three times last week, twice in the first half, which led to Canton touchdowns, and that's where the separation really was. So I, it's It'll definitely be an interesting one. Wellsboro has top-level athletes, too. So I, I think this might – this and then Sayre and South will probably be the game of the week this week. Tip of the cap to head coach Tom Dickinson over at North Penn Mansfield. You know, I mean, back at Media Day, he admitted his team was going to be young. They were pretty much just looking to build for the future this year. I got to say, you know, even though uh, what they had in front of them, what they had coming back, I think he's done as fine of a job coaching this group this season as probably he's ever done, even with, uh, you know, a, a loaded team that he's had in the past. Yeah, they've done a really good job um, winning the games that are winnable. Uh, you know, they've had a, they've been undermanned a little bit this year against some of the better teams. They've played a lot of good teams this year, but he's done a good job in the close games of pulling those out. And that's, that's the sign of a veteran coaching staff who's been in those situations. But yeah, definitely, you know, North Penn, some people thought maybe two, three wins this year and, and now they're 500 going into week nine. So even, and even them, you know, they're not exactly out of the playoff picture either. If they can string together two wins, get to six and four, and anything can happen. Game I'll have on Friday night uh, on Wiggle 100. It's going to be Wyalusing coming to Troy. And I'll tell you what, uh, I've seen this Wyalusing team already a couple of times this season. I like what they have as far as the talent on the field. I just don't know why things aren't clicking for this group and why they aren't putting up more points. They've they've had a lot of problems with um, close contacts, injuries. I know they only had 22 available players against Athens when they faced Athens a few weeks ago, and, and a lot of those were JV. So they have the coaching staff hasn't really necessarily had the full complement of players they had they thought they were going to have going in. So it's been sort of a mass unit. Um, they do have some very explosive players. They've shown that the past couple weeks. They showed that in the win over Montgomery. A few weeks ago, um, Wellsboro, they, they came out and had a nice big play there, come along on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I think it's just a matter of if they can get healthy, get everyone out there, um, then they can finally see what they can have and maybe, you know, put together a run here the last two weeks of the season.
All right, now let's flip the coin. Let's go over to the Troy Trojans, uh, a team I think, you know, we thought was going to be a little more dominant uh, than what they have been this year. I mean, they've still been Troy. They've been quality. They've put together wins. I just, I don't know, have we seen Troy be as dominant this year as they have in past years? I feel like this year's been kind of that growing year that, uh, you know, every team goes through. Yeah, they lost 12 seniors, and when you play – 16, 17 players and you lose 12 of them, no matter how good the talent is coming up, there, there's definitely going to be a little adjustment period. Um, they've shown that they can be very good in wins over Loyal Sock and Wellsboro, and then they've shown kind of the uglier side of that with penalties in a, in a game against Sayre where they were penalty, penalized, I think, 19 times. So it, it's, it's definitely some growing pains with Troy, but they've also shown that they can be very, very good. And, I mean, last week against Tawanda, they held them to negative yardage for most of the game. Um, so defensively, they've been very solid. And offensively, if, if they can get everyone healthy, since injuries have been a problem with them too, um, they I think they can really challenge Canton maybe in, in Week 10 and, and put together a good performance on uh, Friday night against Wyalusing. I love the growth of quarterback Justice Kimmicks this year. I think if, if there's one thing you can point to that Troy has really solidified this year, I, I think Justin Kimmicks has really matured uh, into that starting quarterback role for the Trojans, so I'm going to be interested to see uh, how uh, you know he finishes off this year for them. All right, let's now turn it to the Lockhart Street Bowl. As you said, you know one of the other premier matchups, I think, this week here in the Northern Tier League. This one uh, going to be buzzing not only for the fact that you know Sarah is fighting for their playoff lives as far as being able to host but these two teams are like four and five and this could basically determine who's going to be playing home and who's going to have to travel to the other yeah I think this the winner of this game will probably host it I Sarah still has Athens left but I do think um if Sarah wins that should give him a good leg up on South so in a way District for them starts week nine, as obviously you want that home game. Um, Sayers looked very impressive when they have had their full complement of players. I know against TV they didn't have everybody, but they they can run the ball with power. They can throw the ball. They have athletes. Uh, defensively, they were very solid against Troy uh, a few weeks ago early on. That you know they first three drives. So I I think Sayers just figuring out now just how good they can be. It's just a matter of putting it on the field night in and night out. If you're Sarah, are you concerned with the physicalness that South Williamsport plays with? I mean, obviously, they are one of the few teams who's kept Canton to, you know, just uh, 20 points on the year. And, and, you know, South has shown that, you know, they can play uh, kind of big boy and rough-nosed football. They can, but I think Sarah can too. Um, they, they held up Detroit's physicality fairly well. And Troy's one of the more physical teams you'll see out there. Um, so I, they have the size up front. They have the power back. So I think it it may be in a little bit of adjustment period, but I think getting that win over Troy kind of gives them confidence that going into a team like South that, hey, we can hang with these teams physically, and then we're just going to have to, once we hang with them physically, let our athletes go like Luke Horton getting Braden. The Braden-Luke Horton connection will be huge on Friday night for them. All right, well, he is the man who's followed uh, NTL football all season long, as well as other sports, too. Folks, check out his uh, stuff over at the Northern Tier Sports Report. Chris Manning, as always, uh, thank you so much for hopping on this week, and we'll be glad to uh, catch up with you as we get into the playoffs here in a couple weeks. So reserve us some time. 
Thanks, Shane. I will be happy to talk with you and uh, have fun on Friday night for Troy's Homestuff. Always a good time to sit down and talk NTL football, district football with Chris Manning. And, yes, as you just heard Chris say there uh, towards the end of the interview and uh, as you heard a little bit earlier, yes, our Friday night game this week on Wiggle 100, homecoming and senior night for the Troy Trojans as they will be home taking on Wyalusing. Looking forward to that and uh, looking forward to week nine NTL football action. That is for sure. All right, so before we get out of here this week uh, here on the podcast, I want to quickly take a moment and dive into our District 4 football standings as we sit, uh, as we are getting closer now to the NTL uh, season pretty much coming to a close. Uh, the District 4 football rankings now as we sit. Uh, if the playoffs were to start this week, uh, Canton would be the top seed at 8-0. Muncie 7-1 on the season. Muncie, a big game against state-ranked Homer Center this week. That's going to play some interesting dividends here into the uh, power ranking system as well. Curious to see how that action goes this week and uh, how that affects the power rankings too. Uh, you've got Montgomery right now. Now sitting three and five at three bucktail in the fourth spot now I do believe uh, according to reports uh, bucktail will not be entering the district four playoffs so I believe this is going to be a three-team field once the playoff season starts but uh, we'll get more confirmation on that uh, as the week goes on into next week all right let's go to the double a side here for the district four playoff standings as they sit right now you've got troy sitting in the three seed they are behind southern columbia in the top spot and mount carmel at two uh, let's see here other ntl teams south williamsport sits four wellsboro five sayre has dropped all the way to six so the northern tier league represented well three through six and then of course northwest area as well sits in the seventh spot so right there uh, you've got one two three four five teams in the northern tier league sitting right there three through seven uh, in the double a uh, bracket as it sits right now triple a side things getting interesting there you've got milton one danville two kawaneski valley sitting three they've got a big game with montgomery this friday night montoursville is four athens on the outside looking in right now as they are at 5-3, and three, but a lot can shake out this week. Uh, a big matchup for Wellsboro and Athens, as we said on Friday. That one not only for league standings, but also playoff standings as well, as both teams could improve their positioning uh, coming up with wins uh, this week. So that's kind of where we sit now in the District 4 football rankings uh, and the power ranking system right now for the playoff seedings in single, double, and triple A. Now, the one thing I can tell you about right now that I have seen uh, via email is the playoff scheduling. If you're trying to figure out, okay, when am I going to have to make my District 4 football plans? As of right now, uh, District 4 is planning on doing Class A and Double A on Saturday. They're going to do Triple A and uh, Quad A on the Friday night. So just to kind of recap that, Triple A, Quad A, Friday night of playoff weekend, single and double A. It will be Saturday of playoff weekend. That's kind of how they're uh, plotting it out right now. Should anything change, obviously uh, tune in on Wiggle or uh, right here on the podcast, and I'll try and give as many updates as I can here as this uh, time goes on. But as I said, uh, you know, we've kind of uh, covered it all here for another great week. So definitely looking forward to diving into more sports action next week. Of course, uh, again, want to remind you, Friday night football coverage this week on the radio. I will be 
be at Alperon Park as Troy will be hosting Wyalusing. It's senior night and homecoming on Wiggle for that. 95-3 the bridge. They're going to have a good one in AA as Sarah will be home with South Williamsport at the Lockhart Street Bowl. So you can tune in 95-3 the bridge for that one coming up on Friday night too. Also again, uh, good luck to our area teams competing through the rest of this week. I know soccer wrapping things up here through the rest of the week. We've got district cross country coming your way next week. District soccer playoffs start next week. Volleyball still with another week of regular season, but hey, it's going to be fun here down the home stretch. And as I said, postseason time right around the corner. So uh, looking forward to that, uh, I must say. All right, don't forget, give us a follow. Give us a like on all the social media platforms, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. You can like us there, NTL Now Podcast. Or, of course, if you love the Twitter side of things, give us a follow there at NTL Now Pod. It's been a blast. It's been a pleasure. Looking forward to another great weekend of NTL Sports. I'll be back next weekend, or next week, rather, to talk about it all right here on another great episode of the podcast. I'm Shane Wilbur. I'll talk to you Friday night from Alperon Park. I'll be back next week with another great episode of the NTL Now podcast. Talk to you next week. This has been the NTL Now podcast, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.